Today's podcast is brought to you by Blue Canary. The bird has landed on beautiful Bainbridge Island, conveniently located at 499 Madison Avenue. ASE Master Technician Clint Ramsey brings over 15 years of experience, award-winning diagnostic skill, and a desire to reinvent the automotive repair experience. Schedule an appointment online at bluecanary.biz or call them today at 206 206- 451-4220. GreatNorthernElectric.com, serving our Bainbridge and Kitsap neighbors with solutions for anything electrical in your home. 206-842-3620. This segment of the Bystander Podcast is brought to you by Eagle Harbor Insurance. We don't sell insurance, we help people buy it. This has always been their motto and continues. They understand every family has different insurance needs, be it coverage or premiums. No two cases are the same, and they will always do their best to guide you into the proper coverage to fit your budget. They are here to help anytime. Give them a call at 206-842-7410 or contact them online at eagleharborinsurance.com. Hey, what's cracking, Podcastville? Today on The Bystander, my guest is Roy Brown. Roy, how you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, man. Roy is um, kind of the guy that orchestrates everything in the group, and your group is Backstreet Jelly Roll? Backstreet Jelly Roll, the music of Van Morrison. Ah. I'm not completely hip on Van Morrison. I know of him and a few songs, of course, like Gloria and uh, Brown Eyed Girl and 
few of those things. And I know he's got a long history. He's still playing, right? Absolutely, yeah. Actually, um, uh, myself and the lead singer, uh, Steve Nagel, we're actually going to go see him in October um, down at the Hollywood Bowl. Nice. Yeah. Didn't he have a very famous concert at the Hollywood Bowl, Bowl ha- for like Farrah Fawcett or whatever when she was dying or something like that? Oh, my goodness. No, I, I'm unaware of that. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it, though. He's that type of guy. Yeah, yeah. So um, hit me to the history of Van Morrison. I know he was knighted. He's been singing, what, uh, 64, that's 46, carry the two, divide by seven. Longer than I've been long, alive. Long, long time. <laughs> and um, he's been doing it for uh, over five decades. So That's incredible and still liking it. Uh, apparently so. I mean, he doesn't do a, he doesn't tour a whole lot nowadays. I mean, um, earlier this year, he had a couple of dates um, – um, back east, um, and um, and then all of a sudden, four dates appeared on the west coast, um, all down in California, and uh, I was just like, "Holy smokes! I've got to jump on this and get a chance to see him." Um, I mean, he's you know seventy, seventy three, seventy something like that. So, I mean, I don't know how much longer he's going to keep doing it, but uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, it'll be long. What are some other guys that have had that long of a career? Oh, geez. Well, I mean, you look at bands like the Rolling Stones. I mean, they oh, kind yeah? of hit about the same time that that was going on, and they're still doing it. I went to the Who's Farewell Tour in 1985. Yeah. I think they're still doing it. Yeah. I, I, well. They lied to me, you know. <laughs> I, I think a lot of bands have done that, most notably the Eagles. Um you know they uh, they tend to always find a, a reason to get back together and uh, do a, a another farewell tour. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, uh, this is a little closer to your chin there. Sure, man. Hey, um, why Van Morrison? Well, you know, there's a there's an interesting story behind that. So, um, you know, I've always been aware of uh, of Van Morrison's music um, and and have always enjoyed it. But uh, you know, about three years ago, I. I'm a trombone player, and I've been uh, been in this area now. I came up from Southern California about four and a half years ago, and I, I started working in Seattle, found a lot of great stuff to do over there with bands, um, performing in a, a bunch of different things. And I got to this point to where it was finally – I knew a lot of fantastic musicians over here uh, in the Kitsap Peninsula, uh, mostly in Paul's Bow. And I, I, I got to the point to where it was like, I want to do a band in Paul's Bow and make it a horn band. So th- there isn't anything like that going on over here. We didn't have bands that had horn sections. We had, we had guys that would have a horn or, you know, occasionally I'd go sit in with uh, some of my friends playing music and have a great time. But we didn't really have like horn sections going on. So I wanted to put together a band with all these fantastic musicians I knew that had a horn section. And so I started thinking about the stuff that I liked and the stuff that I was, um, um, you know, felt we could do. And I started thinking about various types of music and, and different artists and stuff. And, and one night I was at the Brass Kraken in Paul's Bow. And, uh, you know, of course, some friends of mine were playing. Um, and Steve Nagel, our lead singer uh, gets up and sings. Now, of course, at this point, I'd known Steve for a little while, and I knew he was a fantastic singer, and I knew he did Van Morrison. But on this particular night, he wanted to do Into the Mystic. Of course, I'd heard him do this before, um, and I sat in with him um, like I do when I'm there, 
and played the horn line from that and realized at that point, I'm like, holy smokes, Van Morrison, his music, tons of horns across all of his music. I mean, he's got horns in Domino, he's got horns in, in Into the Mystic, he's got horns in Caravan, he's got horns in um, Clean and Window. I mean, they're all over the place. And so I was like, wow, I, want, I, I need to do a Van Morrison band. I need to do a, van, a band playing the music of Van Morrison with Steve Nagel as the lead singer because he's just killing it. Doing that, doing that stuff. And at this time, he's a solo artist, right? At this time, mostly, acoustic yeah. Acoustic guitar. Exactly, exactly. Plays plays acoustic guitar, sings, does a does a beautiful job doing that. You can find him around town in various locations. He plays on at the winery here every he once does, in a while. He does. He does indeed. Uh, Sonia Davino, um, you know, various other places. He used to play at Plate and Pint. I'm not sure what if they're doing that again, but anyway, he used to play at all these various places. And every now and then, he'd put together a band of you know some of the local musicians and and do the Steve Nagel band. And, and do various songs, including Van Morrison stuff. But I really wanted to take this to a new level. So the first thing I did was I get together with our drummer, Kevin Blackwood. Now, Kevin is a, just been on the scene forever. He plays with a bunch of different groups, been around, knows everybody, um, knows all the musicians. And he was actually the very first musician I met in Paulsbo, the night I arrived in town. <laughs> at the Brass Kraken. Um, of course, then it was called something else. So um, so I'm talking to Kevin. I'm like, hey, man, I want to put together this band. I want Steve to be the lead singer. What do you think? And he just absolutely loved the idea. We talked about who we'd want in it. And it's basically all the same local musicians that we, you know, that we know and love. Um, and so I started putting the roster of people together, talked to Steve. Steve's like, eh, sounds fun. <laughs> but he, he just wasn't into it at the time, you know? Um, and so, you know, kind of like, oh, man, uh, okay, well, you know, it's going to be a lot of work, so maybe we don't do it right now. I don't know, you know, whatever. So, you know, a few months go by, and, uh, you know, he comes back, and he's like, hey, you still still want to do that Van Morrison band? I'm like, absolutely. Let's do it. So, you know, like two months later, we were at the Slippery Pig rehearsing. Um, getting things rolling. We, they they uh, graciously let us use on like a Sunday afternoon, they let us use their stage there to rehearse. And uh, started rehearsals at the beginning of 2017. In June of 2017, we uh, had our first performance there at the Slippery Pig. It was a sold-out event. Um, the place was packed. I mean, there, you couldn't find a place to stand. Well, isn't it packed immediately when you bring your orchestra of 11 people? <laughs> well, the stage was definitely packed. I mean, it, that, that uh, you know, it was, like, it was like trying to stick an army on a postage stamp. I mean, it's, it's, we have 11 people in the band, two backup singers, four horns, full rhythm section, and, of course, Steve out front singing. So, um, yeah, it was a tight squeeze, but uh, we managed to, managed to get us all up there. Now, is this project something that, you want to escalate or is this something to cure a, a need to play this music? Is this something that you would eventually like to get um, paid on a regular basis for? Well, um, absolutely to all of those things. Um, and we already do um, uh, get paid on a regular basis for this band. I mean, here's the thing. All of us play in other bands. All of us do, you know, various things every week um, around town, over in Seattle, whatever. Um, but when this band comes together, it's special not only for the audience, but it's special for us. 
I never wanted this band to be the kind of thing that you can just go down every week, every other week and see. Uh, I wanted it to be an event, something that really, um, you know, raises the level of, of, of engagement with the audience and with each other. And it becomes this really magical moment that's taking place because we're playing music that is amazing with musicians that are fantastic collaborating on stage feeding off of each other feeding off of the audience and raising things to a level that you don't see just down at the local bar you see some great bands you hear some great music but when you come see backstreet jelly roll it's a show and it's and it's going to be a special experience as far as cover bands go you know there's a few out there that they make you get up and dance. You have no choice. And I Absolutely. think Backstreet Jelly Roll is that type of band. And when you talk about engagement, you're thumping your foot on the floor for a little bit, and then you start wiggling, and then you're all in. You Absolutely. can't stop. Kind of like the aphrodisiacs that kind of play around here. Every oh, my gosh. Yeah, part. those guys are great. I mean, they're, they're a lot of fun. But, and, and nothing against the aphrodisiacs. They are a fantastic group. But they're a four-piece band that has backing tracks. Right, right, right. Yeah. I'm just comparing you guys in the way that you want to get up and move. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and really, it's the music and the way we present it that does that. Um, you know, we, we, we put on music that people have grown up with, that people know, that people have listened to. But even then, we get people who are way younger than either of us, and they know this stuff. Just because Van Morrison is, is the type of person that you know even if you don't know him. Um, you, you've heard the music before. You'll know the music when you hear it. Um, you know, maybe not every song, but you will definitely know a lot of the songs that we play. What are some of your favorite Van Morrison songs? Well, I mean, they, uh, um, you know, we've got a few that the band likes playing. Um, St. Dominic's Preview is, a, is one that we all um, enjoy playing. It's one of the longer form songs um, that he's got. Um, we, all, we all enjoy doing Caravan as well, um, as well as Cypress Avenue. Those are... Um, you know some of the more longer songs that he's got but um i tell you through this process um one of the things that i've discovered is we all kind of find our own favorite van morrison tune and uh mine was a tune i wasn't actually familiar with before um, i embarked on this and uh it uh it's called brand new day and the the song really spoke to me and to what was happening in my life at the time, um, which was really me falling in love with my wife, and my wife Patty. And uh, the song really speaks to that. And I, every time we play that song, I dedicate it to her. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Is there one song that's um, extra trombone-y? Uh, well, there's a couple of songs that I actually get to, uh, get to play a little bit of solo on. Um, we, uh, we do Here Comes the Night, which is actually one of Van's earliest hits um, when he was still with the group Them uh, back in the early 60s. And um, uh, we do that tune, and we put a trombone solo in the middle of it instead of like a guitar solo or something. Since you're the band manager, we is kind of you, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, since that, you play the trombone. That, w- that would be correct, yeah. No shame in the game. No, no, no. It's it's been so much fun, you know, working with these guys. Um, you know, everybody is just a a top level musician. They either run their own bands 
or they perform in so many you know different groups tons of experience and you know local music teachers um it's 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 incredible most of the band can do multiple things right play um, instruments sing yeah i mean most of the guys you know uh can sing um some of the players also play other instruments but um with backstreet jelly roll we mostly stick to just doing the one thing i mean steve is really the only guy that winds up doing multiple things between singing and playing um guitar um but our guitar player pretty much sticks to playing guitar knocks the heck out of it he's a local teacher as well um keyboard player um he actually is the only member of the band who is not uh, currently in kitsap county he mm. he was when we started <laughs> but then uh moved shortly after to the other side of the of the moat um and uh, uh does a lot of work over there and teaches over there as well who plays the harmonica um well steve actually plays the harmonica and the guitar and can sing he actually is he an actor too um, he does a little bit of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. His background is in is in uh, is in is in that. So um, crazy. Yeah. Some guys are just too talented. You, you gotta. Is, I know. Find a reason to like them, right? And I tell you, <laughs> just a just a fantastic all around guy. That's uh, what I hear. Absolutely. A little bit of a diva, but hey, you know, it's confidence. <laughs> no green M and M's. You, I just used that line last week. It's too funny. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to Shout use it again. Shout out to Tony. Um, last week you played what, Kingston. Yeah, so we did. Um, How'd that go? Wow, it was it was fantastic. So um, Kingston expanded their their Fourth of July celebration this year to include the 5th of July uh, on Friday night. And um, uh, music started at 5, and actually Kara Hess, one of our backup singers. Yeah, um, tell me about her. Yeah, oh, heard gosh. a lot of good things about her. Yeah, so she's from, um, uh, I want to say like Kansas City or something like that. She's somewhere in the cent- center of the country. That sounds right. Um, and tremendous singer-songwriter um, in her own right. Released probably two or three albums. I don't remember exactly where she's at. Just had a super awesome album release um, last year at the Admiral Theater in Bremerton. Uh, she released her new album. And, uh, you know, she does does a lot of gigs, um, either as a solo artist by herself or with her band, the Kara Hess Band, uh, using sometimes a lot of the same musicians from Backstreet Jelly Roll. Um, so she opened up for us um, at 5, and then uh, we brought the rest of the band on at uh, at 6.30. And, and does uh, she play in the band at times or co-sing? She sings uh, backup vocals, yes. yes. So uh, Van generally tends to have uh, a couple of background, backup singers uh, when he tours um, to be singing harmonies on these songs, um, playing a little tambourine, stuff like that. Little tambourine. Little tambourine. Yeah, Kara loves playing the tambourine. I think I could maybe play the triangle for one note. (laughs) I'm so not musically inclined. You got to get the triangle vibrato. You got to wave your hand in front of it. The what? Vibrato. Triangle vibrato. It's a thing, apparently. That's good. uh, I'm going to put that in my quiver for my uh, (laughs) Scrabble game. Save that for later. Where are you headed to next? So um, our next show is going to be um, July 17th at Battle Point Park right here on Bainbridge Island. I know it well. Yeah, yeah. This is um, is our first time at Battle Point Park. Um, what time's that? I believe it starts at 7. Yeah, yeah picnic think, on the green there. Absolutely. I mean, I've seen several bands there before. Um, it's a great atmosphere. Um, they, they, they put on a really 
um, a good event. Um, and we're really looking forward to it. Uh, this is sort of our hometown crowd, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and we're really looking forward to seeing everybody out there. Well, that's an all ages free concert, correct? Absolutely. All ages free. Bring the kids, bring the picnic basket, bring the extra bottle of wine. Well, you know, uh, you know, in a, in a container that doesn't, uh, brown paper bag, advertise it as wine, apparently, bring uh, the ripple. <laughs> <laughs> the gin and juice, <clears throat> but um, no, it'll be a it'll be a fun time out there. Um, we had a great time in Kingston, had a nice audience, um, and uh, I, I know that we're gonna have a good time. There's another show at the end of the month. Yeah, yeah so it's July's been a crazy month, I tell you. Um, summer singing, it is. Um, so Bremerton um, during the summer they do a um, on the waterfront there they do this thing called Rock the Dock, and. Uh, so we're heading out there on the 27th to do that. and uh, At the ferry dock or where? It's really close to the ferry dock, yeah, just north of the ferry dock. Um, what is that, the Beach House? Is that the restaurant that everybody goes to out there? Ooh. That would be a cool venue. Yeah, I'm not sure the name of the restaurant. I thought that was, a, wasn't that across the water in Manette or something? I don't know. That's the Boathouse, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Boathouse, that's yeah. what it's called. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a different concert series. They do, that, they do that across the bridge there in Manette, but um, they do this on the, on the, um, on the ferry dock side, uh, right by the marina, right by the Bremerton Marina. Uh, yeah, right in front of the Hampton Inn, I think. We'll keep the guests awake in their rooms. <laughs> And did you do something at Clearwater, or have you, or will you? Um, not yet. Um, Let's get you in there. I I would love to get in there. Um, we've been uh, we've been trying to crack that nut for a while. Um, they they do bring in a lot of fantastic tribute bands. Um, we'd uh, love to be a part of that lineup. A A listers too. Um, people think it's just these small bands. When Morris Day and the Time was there, so absolutely, a lot. Yeah. Sheila E was just there. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Incredible they, artists. I know they bring in some fantastic artists uh, for the indoor concerts, um, for the outdoor Thursday night events. Um, generally, the tribute bands. Um, I know at the end of last summer, they, gen- they they run those starting in July through July and August every Thursday, and then I think it uh, kind of rolled over into September a little bit. I remember like. Dwight Yoakam or something like that played out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside, yeah. Uh, we were talking earlier that y- you moved into the house next to my parents' <laughs> old place. And uh, I remember, I think it was New Year's, when Naughty by Nature was playing on the rooftop. Holy cow! That's not your AARP demographic. <laughs> no, no. That- and they, uh, you know, wanted to do encore, encore after encore, <laughs> sing their old stuff, their new stuff. And that was just so loud so oh I, loud. I i imagine yeah actually you know living down there and hearing the concerts is uh is actually pretty good it's it 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 um it's been really enjoyable um but uh <laughs> i'm sure having a having naughty by nature after midnight out there would be pretty crazy yeah it was totally crazy yeah i used to live in belltown and uh, i think it was pier 65 was an empty pier and they used to have uh, Aretha Franklin out there, oh, nice. Connick Jr., B.B. King, all kinds of great artists come during July. Right, right. I've um, heard about this. And you didn't need a ticket. <laughs> right. You could either sit on the dock with all the people that had money, or you could be like me on my bicycle just outside on the street. Exactly. Enjoying that stuff. Yeah, I'm from um, San Diego, and we used to have something similar at um, at the piers down there. And um, they'd have 
know, concerts out there on the pier, similar type artists. And of course, you know, people are paying for the seats, but uh, all you got to do is stand off to the side on another pier or in the park or whatever like that. And it's a great show. Let me get off topic here for a quick sec. No, it's good. San Diego versus Seattle. Um, who wins in uh, food? Well, I tell you, um, I've been really impressed with the variety of food up here in Seattle and the quality of food up here in Seattle. Um, but I have to say, when it comes to Mexican, I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. San Diego's got it. Upside, down, left and right, any day of the week. I mean, it's that's the first stop I make every time I go back. I head from the airport straight to Alberto's and... Isn't that great it. when you have cities or places that you've traveled and you're just looking forward to going back to get that one meal from that one place that you found that brings you all back? Kind of like music does. It, it takes absolutely. you back to a time and space where you're, you're really happy. Yeah. yeah. I don't think food can do that. Food does that. Music does that. Smells do that. Um, how long ago were you in San Diego? So I moved up here about four and a half years ago. Um, what was the uh, homelessness looking like at that point when you left? In San Diego? Yes. You know, my memories of what was going on down there um, was not as bad as what, I might have, what I'm seeing in Seattle. Now, that being said, um, I spent more time on the ground in Seattle, in downtown Seattle, than I had in downtown San Diego. Um, you know, I'm a driver, and in California, you drive everywhere. Mm. Um and working down there like I did, I was driving everywhere. In Seattle, I walk a lot of places. Yeah, the infrastructure's real yeah. good with the yeah. the monorail, the light rail, yeah, the bicycles. So I spend a lot more time on the ground. And so I'm not sure if it's a function of that or if it's a function of the, the level of the problem. So, But the Navy moved me up here uh, four and a half years ago. Um, I just retired from the Navy after 26 years. And uh, working at Cornish, yeah, I am working at Cornish now. What do you yeah. think of that institution? Yeah. You know, it's um, I've known about this and known, um, you know, about its reputation for years. I've known, uh, worked with many graduates of Cornish, including our, our keyboard player uh, in in the Backstreet Jelly Roll. Right and uh, it's a fantastic institution. Um, I'm really enjoying. I've been there, really, really enjoying my time there. I've been there for about three months and just loving it so far. Uh, really looking forward to seeing the the new crop of students coming this fall, and uh, uh, just adding to you know what the the history of that place. Well, it's it's great. How many incredible musicians come out of this area? Yes, it's really a gold mine. I worked at Garfield for a long time, and oh goodness, there was incredible music teachers there. Yeah, yeah, Clarence Acox. Um, um, Shout out to Acox. Yeah, yeah, and uh, incredible man, Scott Brown over at Roosevelt. Um, I have to tell you, you know, uh, you were talking about comparisons between San Diego and Seattle. Um, if you want to talk music scene comparisons, holy smokes, Seattle hands down. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love San Diego and I love the scene down there. Spent many many years working um and absolutely love the scene but there are things happening here that i've not seen anywhere else i hear you but i also feel like it, it's fallen off a little since when i was in belltown and you could get 10 clubs for five bucks and every club had three acts 
per per night, and there was a huge venues going on, you know, Showbox and uh, Mr. Chow's and a bunch of different places where right. it was mass massive, and you would you would see somebody like Allison Chains, Chains, Mud Honey, uh, Mother Love Bone, a few other bands all on, under that five dollar cover guys yeah i mean I, I heard about the scene down in pioneer square what that used to be like and you know there's like one or two live music venues left down there right that's why um, it's so important to save yeah. the show box in my mind absolutely absolutely definitely agree um but you know even in spite of that I think that um, at least what I've experienced so far has been a very welcoming, a very robust, and like I said, there are things going on here that I've just not experienced anywhere else. Um, you know, there's a particular venue that I spend uh, quite a bit of time at and have spent quite a bit of time at. It's called the Sea Monster up in uh, Wallingford. And uh, this place does live music. Um, Used to be seven nights a week. They've kind of cut it back to five nights a week, but every night that they're open, right? Um, it's not the kind of place you go to to see a band because you know a particular band is playing. It's the kind of place you go because you know that any night of the week, it's going to be excellent music. You and discover something they could really get behind. Oh man, it's 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 been incredible. There's a band there every Friday night um, called Funky to Death, and this band does things that I've never heard any band do before. You ever seen the, um, sorry to interrupt there, Supersonic Soul Pimps? Not those guys. They've been around about 20 yeah. years, rocking the funk, We're, kind of James Brown, yeah. beats metal. That, that's nice. Nice. That uh, sounds like fun. They were definitely products of the, the Ballard music scene. Gotcha. Gotcha. Tractor yeah. Tavern, yeah. those places. Yep, yep, yep. No, it's... um. I tell you, there's there's things going on that is just you know there's 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 jams almost every night of the week. Musicians getting together, collaborating, meeting each other. Um, that's how I kind of got into the scene in Seattle. Was just kind of hitting the jam sessions, meeting the folks, finding out where the where the bands were that I wanted to go check out and be a part of, and introducing myself, sitting in, becoming a part of those groups. It's been tremendous, a very welcoming, very fun community. Um, bring me up to speed with uh, being a hipster because I don't know many of the cool bands right now. What are some of the? Can you shout out some of the the cool acts that you're uh, digging right now? Well, you know, speaking specifically of uh, of uh, you know the Sea Monster, uh, some of the acts you can see there on Tuesday night. Um, there's a uh, gentleman named Joe Doria who is an incredible uh, Hammond B3 organ player. Um, and he brings uh, various musicians to join him um, each week and just puts on an insane uh, 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 show, just moving all over the place through a bunch of different musical genres, um, all with kind of, you know, generally organ, guitar, and drums. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, he's, he's a heck of a musician. Um, Wednesday night, they tend to do a, a rotating cast of various bands. Um, Thursday night tends to be some sort of a jam. Fridays is Funky to Death. You definitely want to check that out. Um, those are some of the great bands I've enjoyed seeing. Sea Monster in Wallingford. Sea Monster in Wallingford. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't give a shout-out to some friends of mine from a, with, a, with a band that's been on the scene for a little while now but um, are, um, are doing much more called The True Loves. Um, those guys are, are, are tremendous. It's uh, mostly uh, horn-based. 
uh, soul, R&B, uh, funk type music. Right up my uh, alley. Yeah, yeah, a lot of fun. If you get a chance, check them out. The True Loves. Now, I want to take it back to Jelly Roll. There, in the original Van Morrison, was there somebody you collaborated with named Jelly Roll? No. So the name of the band um, uh, comes from a lyric that Van um, throws into a couple of different songs, most notably in a song called um, And the Healing Has Begun. He, uh, there's a section in the song where he kind of breaks down, breaks it down, the rhythm section gets real soft, and he starts telling this story. And he's basically talking to a girl. He's hitting on a girl. He's trying to you know, get her home, get her in the house, get her to open up a little bit of that backstreet jelly roll. It's a euphemism. Gotcha. Right. I had thought Jelly Roll in there. So he does say he he does use Jelly Roll in uh, several other songs, referring to Jelly Roll Morton, um, one of the original uh, kind of blues stride piano players. Um, You know, uh, and was that a guy that influenced his music? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Jelly Roll Morton. Jelly Roll Morton. Yeah. Yeah, because I I thought Jelly Roll was a loose term. You know, kind of street lingo for um, you got more attractive if you played in the band. (laughs) That's what what I was going with. Nice. That's why I needed an expert to come in. Well, you know, the old uh, the backstreet jelly roll is uh, a little bit of a euphemism for, uh, you know, hitting on a girl and uh, getting getting all the way with that. So you familiar with the rap, the white southern rapper named Jelly Roll? Uh I am not. He's kind of like Everlast, the lead singer of House gotcha, of Pain, Whitey gotcha. Board. Yeah, yeah, Same yeah, type yeah. of scruff voice. Gotcha. I noticed Steve had uh, the ability to change his voice quite a he bit. He does. Yeah, yeah. Um, every now and then when he, uh, uh, when we get to these sections where it's kind of more talking than singing, uh, <laughs> sometimes he will uh, um, change his voice up a little bit and kind of uh, uh, do a little bit of the Irish accent and... Uh, yeah, Van Morris kind of was emulate that. Uh, born in Ireland, correct? Yeah, and yeah. then knighted as well? Uh, I believe so, yeah. They, they call him the Belfast Cowboy. Nice. Yeah. He had roots there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, uh, you know, he spent, spent a good bit of time in America. Um, you know, New York, Cambridge, uh, San Francisco, um, L.A. And is he staying in Ireland now still? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, he... Tours in the States every now and then. He also tours overseas a little bit, but um, not as much. I mean, he probably does a dozen dates a year. So, How would you define Van Morrison? <sighs> Iconic. I mean... Because you really can't say he's in this specific genre or... I, you know, genres are convenient for a few things, but... Labeling people. <laughs> yeah, when you're actually you know talking about... They're helpful for radio stations. They're helpful for... You know, whatever. Um, but when you're talking about someone like Van Morrison, I mean, he includes elements of, of pop, uh, R&B, folk, country, um, jazz, most certainly. A little bit of gospel. Absolutely. Um, uh, uh, Celtic music. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I mean, he's all over the place. Um, and I think it just kind of goes with where he's at at the time and the influences that are around him. Um, you know, if you take a look at uh, uh, some of the early stuff um, that he's that he's put out, um, you know, 
the album Astral Weeks is is really kind of considered one of his masterpieces. And that really came out of the time that he spent in Cambridge um, with a lot of folk musicians and some of the some of the folk scene that was happening there between Cambridge and Boston at the time. And then eventually um, wound up down in New York to grab some jazz musicians and put that sort of vibe together. It was a more of an acoustic vibe. Um, you know, in some way, stream of consciousness, some of the stuff that was going on, um, rather than the real structured type of stuff, pop type stuff that he was doing before with things like Brown Eyed Girl and and uh, the stuff he did earlier on on Moondance. Well, let's play some of your music. Outstanding. Right. Thanks for coming in on The Bystander today. Appreciate I'm gonna, it. Uh, play out some music here for the fans, the listeners, and um, I look forward to seeing you. July 17th, Battle Point Park, 7 p.m. And you can check out their Facebook group. And just search for Backstreet Jelly Roll, two words. All right. Uh, not Jelly Roll, two words. Backstreet Jelly Roll, the whole thing, two words. <laughs> well, somebody Google help us. <laughs> somebody help us. Somebody GTS. GTS, what's that? Google that stuff. Ah. See, Except not stuff. My kid gives me these little acronyms, and I'm like, what, what, what? It's a. It's already a three-letter word. How, how do you need to abbreviate it? Yeah, I don't know, man. Kids. You've been listening to the bystander. Be kind. And her name is Jean. 